Welcome to the Odds Makers Podcast, presented by Superbook Sports. The line starts here as we take you behind the counter for an all-access look at the biggest events in sports. Through the minds of career Las Vegas odds makers, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Want the very best in odds boosts, promotions, and contests? Download the Superbook Sports app. Follow us at Superbook Sports on social media and head to Superbook.com. Superbook.com today. Now let's jump behind the counter and talk with the odds makers before we get our wagers down. Here's your MC, Jonathan Von Tobel. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. It is the Odds Makers presented by Superbook Sport. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, and along with the Odds Makers, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. And we've got a good show on tap for you today. The divisional round is upon us in the National Football League. But first, business to attend to. The man to my left, my immediate left, uh, there's two of them, is back from Ohio. Yes. How was the trip, my friend? Cold. It was very cold up there. Snow flurries, sleet. When's the last time you've seen sleet? Actually, I think we saw it the other day. <laughs> oh, <around laughs> didn't, it start, didn't it start Henderson? hailing? It started <laughs> hailing by my house the other yeah. day. It was actually kind of crazy. I haven't seen sleet in a long time. Not to time. take away from Ohio's inclement yeah. weather, but you know, we did see a little. The wind. You, think, you think the weather here is worse than Ohio, John? No, yeah. that's, I'm not making that claim. I'm not making okay. that claim. Oh, huh? yeah. so you're looking down on Ohio? <laughs> that was a, that was actually a claim that we met with a group of people, and they were just uh, leaving Nevada like a couple days prior to us meeting them in Cincinnati, and he said his claim was that Cincinnati was a lot warmer than Nevada. Hmm. He didn't say Las Vegas. He said Nevada. But um, I find that's that hard. possible. Reno one cold. day. Reno's pretty cold. Yeah, he was here. Tahoe's cold. Oh, he was in Las Vegas. Yes. Oh, then he's just flat out wrong. Yes. The reason you were in Ohio, by the way, was to uh, do a little ribbon cutting, wasn't it? We did. We yeah. did some of that. We opened up our brand new retail operation at Taft's Ale House on Race Street in downtown Cincinnati. You know, along with our partners, FC Cincinnati, we had a little uh, get together there. It was a uh, Ribbon cutting, opening up our, uh, you know, retail outlet, like I said, we have five kiosks, we have a couple of windows there. It's going to be a great relationship. This is just a temporary relationship right now with Taft, so we will move into our permanent headquarters over by the stadium. That's FC Cincinnati, brand new state-of-the-art stadium that they just built a couple of years ago. They're going to have a big event center, and that will be our permanent home moving forward. Nice. Did Tiki Barber come out? I did not see Tiki. Uh, he came out for my event out in Jersey. <laughs> Well, it's an easier commute for him, John. Yes. He lives in Jersey. I wanted the he listeners does. to think that I was more important than Jay. Right. That, was, that was the whole point. Oh, yeah. Uh, although Tiki, I don't think, talked to me the entire night because, you know. Tiki. No, I'm just kidding. Tiki, Tiki was great. He loved me. We were best friends. Tiki. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> we move on. Uh, super Wild Card Weekend. It is no longer Wild Card Weekend. It's Super Wild Card Weekend because we have six contests. How was, from a results standpoint, Super Wild Card Weekend for you guys? Well, in Nevada, it was really great. We uh, Saturday, I know there was mixed results around the country. I mean, some lost, some won. In Nevada, we did really well on both days, Saturday and Sunday. Outside Nevada, we had some different results, mainly due to the collapse by the Chargers. Uh, we had a lot of money coming in on the 49ers to the Jaguars uh, that night, even more so with the in-game, you know, when they fell behind. Some people were starting to back, you know, the Jaguars, but uh, kind of lost faith a little bit after they got way behind. But as soon as they started coming back again, then they started jumping on the Jaguars once again. So it ended up to be a pretty big, sizable game for us. And, you know, the team was just, as John put it, we were deflated. You know, we really were after that game. And the next day, it was a, it was a tough one to swallow. 
the Bengals winning by exactly seven was tough to swallow too. Yeah. I mean, because you had people laying it early in the week before we knew Lamar was out. And then you had wise guys taking nine, eight and a half, taking seven and a half at the end. And then they were laying seven at the very, very end on the Bengals. There's no way that game can land Cincinnati seven. Yep. Cincinnati couldn't even get a first down in the second half. So when, they fumbled the ball at the goal line. They returned 100 yards for a touchdown. You guys reached nine. That was the highest you guys got. We were, yeah. Yep. And, and there was Baltimore got some really sharp money. Baltimore was a really sharp side. And you can see why. I mean, I think they should have won the game. Uh, now, obviously, the Bengals' offensive line woes were a big part of that. They couldn't block anybody. The Burrow had no time. But that was tough. And then the Charger game was the worst, for sure. You know, they were up 27 or nothing, John. I don't know if you saw the highlights. Um, your boy hit a plus 650 in-game money line on the, uh, wow. the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm not, I got to say, I'm not happy for you. Uh, oh, I, I, I really wanted the Chargers to win. <laughs> that gives me virtually no joy. <laughs> Whereas normally I'm rooting for you, of course. All right, of course. Uh, this time, not so much. Sorry, man. I started it with your boy. I figured that would, last, <laughs> that would, that would lighten the blow a little well, bit. Yeah, I put 1.4 down. Yeah. Yeah. 1.4 to 11,000. 11. Okay. It was really important. That was, that was tough. What they're referencing is, if I may really quickly, <laughs> is uh, I'll say allegedly in a better came in game and put down $1.4 million. Not with us. On the Chargers. No, not with you guys. But we would have accepted it. <laughs> um, to win 11,000. Now, here's the thing. So, because you, you're, you're serious, right? Because I would say a lot of people are like, how do you get that in? For me, it's, well, that's, it's a book. Bet it, it's an $11,000 bet. To win $1.4 million for that We would that consider book. that an $11,000 bet. That's all our risk on it. Right, exactly. So, yeah, we, we would have taken that bet. I'm pretty sure it wasn't at some retail outlet. He probably had an account. He was yeah. probably a VIP and had high limits, and therefore he was able to, I'm sure he didn't have 1.4 in his pocket and went up to the counter right. somewhere. But uh, someone asked me if I would have taken it. Absolutely. Like John said, the only thing that matters is 11000 That's mm-hmm. nothing to us. Now, if you flip flop that around to take eleven thousand to win one point four, uh, that's probably something that we wouldn't take. We just yeah, I we, saw we can't. I just well, a lot of comp dollars for a bet like that, John. Yeah, I'll bet. Just do, any, do you just get yeah. two free drink tickets? Like I, would imagine, I, would, I would give a guy at least four <laughs> drink tickets for that one. Yeah, got a minimum sure tip on those too. By the way, maybe no, I, I, Jay's I, giving me a look. Three drink uh, tickets minimum. Okay. Can I say? As somebody Better. who you know grew up, the drink ticket is a lost art. In other locations, yeah. you do not get them as frequently anymore, and it's very upsetting. Do you think you need to raise the the amounts of money you're betting? I mean, it used to be like <laughs> it used to be like five bucks you get one. And yeah, well, that's that's another reason why you like yeah. to bet in person. That's right. <laughs> I, that's right. That's okay. I, I get I it. I don't know because no, I only bet five dollars. You know what? We get a lot of compliments on our drink ticket policy, which is. Very lenient, right? Uh, Liberal. As somebody who has carried around yep. fistfuls wanna, of yep. <laughs> drink tickets here at the Westgate, yes. Fistfuls? Can I ask what teller you went to to get that? I yeah, can name this one. Is a, this is eye-opening. <laughs> I might have to look at surveillance now, footage after the here's show. Here's the real secret to, to fill people in. This is an old thing uh, out here at the Westgate. This is many, many years ago when I first broke into media. In your theater, you guys have a, uh, a second level that used to be open if you had a wristband. That was open bar. That was away from, you know, the smelly public, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I would be up there with the upper, you know, the upper yeah. echelon. This is our clientele. Sport, sports media in Las Vegas. You know how it is. So you're, was... you're getting fistfuls of drinks. Yeah. You're, you're, ta- you're calling our customers smelly <laughs> and you're, you're gloating about winning on a game that we said we got crushed on. I didn't bet it here. That, that uh, makes me feel, not, I was like, I can't do this. Shows off guys. to a bumpy beginning. Here. It is. 
Uh, let's go to those Jacksonville Jaguars. And as we move on to the divisional round, Jacksonville Jaguars on the road against the Kansas City Chiefs. Eight and a half total of 53. Which one of you wants to take this? Where does I'll ask this. Where does this number go by the time we get to kick off on the weekend? We were trying to explain this to a couple of executives today. When we let me ask you this. Okay. Who do you think the Superbook will need by the time they kick off? What do you think we're gonna need? I mean, giving the given the framing of your question, I would probably say Jacksonville. Really? Or no, excuse me, Kansas City. Sorry, I misspoke there. Yeah, sorry. I, I totally set it up the right way. And then I totally sidestepped it. Yeah, sorry. No, given the way you framed it, Kansas City. Yeah. Jay Big Boy, you there. We, we are going to need Jacksonville. Yeah. You were right. Oh, so, yeah. you, like, he, so he did yes. the, what's the Princess no. Bride thing? with the, yes. the Yeah, with the, yeah. you poison both yeah, cups. Right of, course we're gonna, of course we're going to need Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> you poison you yes. both cups. Of course, yes. So anyway, I mean, looking at the t- entertainment purposes only, mm-hmm. uh, 57% right now on the cheese. So there's a little support. Right for the Jaguars, but we haven't seen any sharp money except for the total. They bet it over fifty-two. Okay, early, right? So mm-hmm. they bet it early. It's now fifty-three, yeah. but the sharp money came in on the total at fifty-two. But we haven't seen anything other than that. The public likes to play the dogs this week. It's one of the only. It's really the only week of the year in the NFL where you see the public on the dogs because they just saw the underdogs play last week, and maybe they forget how good Philadelphia and Kansas City are. It's a little different now because there's only two teams with buys. Mm-hmm. Whereas it used to be all four of the home teams were off of a week off. Now it's just a two on Saturday. But yeah, you're going to see some public money for Jacksonville and New York because they, they just watched them play last week, especially New York. Well, especially New York. That now a that's win. a different game because yeah. the Giants looked halfway decent, right? They were able to move the ball a little good. bit. The Giants mean, look very good. Their was, offensive play calling was great. That, that was game. a little bit of Minnesota there, right? But well, yeah. uh, I don't see they're going to see that much support. I don't see that much support for Jaguars. Maybe it's because I just saw the first half. <laughs> I didn't see. No, I was at the hockey game. I was oh. at the hockey game, and I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, look at this. I showed my so, wife. I'm like, uh oh, because I told her that we needed the Chargers, and I mean, I didn't really get concerned until it was thirty to twenty. You mentioned not much sharp money here on this game in terms of either side. Will you get much with a number just kind of eight and a half? It's kind of like not a specifically dead number, but it's eight and a half, right? Like it's not really a key number either way. It's just going to sit there all week. Will you see sharps yeah. get involved maybe later in the week, or is this just going to be one of those games? That's a tough call. I mean, we're right in the dead zone right now yeah. of non-football numbers, so we'll see. I think the public is going to push it up, and then we might see some sharp plays at the end if it gets carried away. I'm not sure if they're going to bet on it at nine or nine and a half. I don't see it really getting to maybe nine and a half. Maybe you'll see some nines, but I don't know. I don't know if there's any appetite from the sharps right now on the Jaguars plus nine. You know, but obviously, if it gets to the next football number, right. which would be ten, okay, then you're obviously going to see some. All right, so seven and a half is a football-ish number, and that is the number for the Philadelphia Eagles laying it against the New York Giants. Seven and a half, 48, the uh, current number here at the Superbook. So I always kind of say when I do all my shows, right, I'm a talking head, numbers will kind of give you hints as to where there is respected opinion. If we're sitting at seven and a half, that would tell me that there's no real rush to grab seven and a half, right, with the New York Giants because that would be gone already. Right. And we, I mean, we opened seven, mm-hmm. and the only sharp money that we've seen so far was minus seven. And Went right to the market at seven and a half. Haven't seen anything since then, but I don't see the rush because, I mean, the general public, I don't know if it's going to have enough power to bring it back down to uh, seven, but they are, you know, as John said, you know, have a little taste for the Giants in this matchup. I think they will. I, I do think that. I think that they're going to bet the Giants. You think it's going to go down to seven? We'll, we'll see. You got to see what happens in the first game because if, if, let's say Kansas City wins easily, which they probably will, 
Now you've got all your money line parlays and teasers going to the late game. It's a, the time slot there could see them make the Philadelphia number climb a little bit, Johnny, because they're going to definitely everyone's going to tease those two favorites together. Yeah, great. That, Thanks. That, yeah, that that's just and they're going to money line parlay them, and that's what happened with the the Bengals on on Sunday night, right? Everybody had parlayed 49ers and Buffalo to the Bengals, so that that, was, that contributed to Bengals by seven being such a bad result for us. I think the only way we're going to win money is if both dogs win. Maybe stay under. Being Jags and right. Giants? Ja- Jags, yeah. Both Jags and co- Giants, right? A cover. cover. Sorry, okay. cover. If one, of them, if one of them wins outright, we'll probably have a winning day. Yeah. But if they both can just cover and maybe one of the games go under, that's probably a... It happens. I mean, remember when, uh, remember when the Titans beat the Ravens? That was on a Saturday night. That was a divisional game. Baltimore was the one seed. Lamar Jackson won the MVP. Titans won in Baltimore. We won a ton on that game. Mm-hmm. So it, everyone thinks it's so easy to just parlay these favorites together. And I get that Philadelphia and Kansas City will probably win on Saturday. But this does happen, especially this time of year in the second round. you got to be a pretty good team to get here. Uh, New York can win this game, especially if Hurts is not 100%. Right. That's what I was just going to bring up, Hurts. Okay. So, I mean, we've seen the Eagles struggle for three weeks in a row, right? Hurts came back. He's wincing in week 18. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He gets two weeks off, so we don't know what he is. We don't know if he's 70%, 80%, 90%. He's certainly not 100%, but that's a, that's a huge factor. I mean, if if he's wincing, throwing the ball, I mean, that certainly makes the Giants a very live dog. Oh, yeah. And that's probably why, well, I think one of the reasons why we're seeing Giants money from the general public at this time is because what John said. Well, and to your point. Recent memory. Uh, after their win over the New York Giants in Week 18, there were teammates and Hurts coming out saying about you know him feeling through pain, playing through pain, I should say, uh, after they beat the Giants in that last game of the regular season. They didn't want him to come back in that game, Philadelphia. They were hoping that Gardner Minshew could just win one of those starts right. so that they could then start him again in Week 18 and he could just be all healed and rested and ready to go for this game. So a uh, 7.5 total of 48. So And you mentioned, too, for those who are wondering, uh, I mentioned teasers. Usually I mentioned teasers. That'll be popular too because you tease them both of those key numbers. So eight and a half down to two and a half, seven and a half down to one and a half. I'm sure a Chiefs Eagles teaser will be uh, very popular at uh, the Superbook. So let's go to Cincinnati and Buffalo. And I wanted to bring this up because we were talking off the air about this. We always talk about glamour positions when it comes to injuries and the impact on the number. We don't talk a lot about the other positions, right? Offensive line. Jay, I wanted to go to you on this because we were talking about this before. The Bengals have a lot of offensive line issues now. We're talking about, what, three offensive linemen uh, that are injured for them. We know one is out for the rest of the year, two others that are dinged up heading into this game. This number is Bills 5.5 with a total of 48. But you'll see respected opinions react to key injuries like quarterback, but also offensive line, right? That's right. A lot of people don't think about that. But uh, our experience tells us that we'll see sharp money when there's line issues, whether it's offensive line or defensive line. The offensive line attracts Sharp's interest, and they will bet against a team that has offensive line issues. Not so much when they have defensive line issues, but when you see offensive line issues, they tend to bet against, and that's exactly what they did. I mean, some of the, I'm not sure what, who opened uh, this game at four and a half and some at five. Now it's a pretty steady, it looks like steady uh, five and a half across the board right now. Mm -hmm. So. You can see where some of those have already bet the Bills based on those offensive line problems that the Bengals have. And that's a big issue. I mean, you can see it in the second half against the Ravens. And I know Ravens have a pretty decent defense, but man, the Bengals could not move the ball at all. And uh, 
the wise guys. All right, Sharps, take advantage of that. Yep. I mean, I John, I brought up, what was it, two years ago now? That Buccaneers-Chiefs game, there was a very respected better that was on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in that Super Bowl because of the offensive line issues for the Kansas City Chiefs. And you could see right away in that game that Tampa Bay was going to win. Yep. Like right in the first quarter, it's like, oh my gosh, Kansas City cannot block these guys at all. This is going to be a complete blowout. And that's exactly what happened. Patrick Mahomes was running for his life in that game. He, he was totally helpless in that game. There's nothing he could do about it. I don't think it's going to be that bad because I don't think Buffalo's defense is capable of that. But the Bengals' offensive line is very banged up. And this doesn't really get talked about much because he's like 4-1 and one in the playoffs, but Joe Burrow hasn't really played that well in his postseason games. I mean, he's usually had his defense bail him out, clearly bailed out by the defense on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. If Baltimore scores a touchdown there, I think we're talking about Baltimore, Kansas City, and Jacksonville, Buffalo right now. And uh, they end up returning it for 100 yards for a touchdown. So Burrow is going to have to do more than he has done in the past if he's going to get his team past this Bills team and then very likely past Kansas City next week. The recreational play that's out there, recreational betting public, they tend to ignore those offensive line problems. But I'm telling you, it's a huge factor. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem to phase them. It's like, what? The tackle's out? The They've probably out. never heard of Jonah Williams. <laughs> right. You know, they, but they, they, but they, it goes those right guys are head, very but, vital. I mean, here's a tip for you. You should take a look at that because it's a huge factor, especially those that are very well-respected handicappers around here. And for our listeners, too, and this is, I always say, this is only one spots metric, so you can always look around for this. But this is from Pro Football Focus. PFF, for this year, Joe Burrow had a 90.2 passing rate. It's really good. It's elite. Under pressure, 57.1. And he committed 10 of his 16 turnover-worthy plays while under pressure. So to your guys' point, offensive line, especially cluster offensive line issues, can actually make or break a team. You saw it with the Kansas City Chiefs. That's the most recent and obvious example to bring Mm -hmm. up. And it could happen with Joe Burrow. I mean, that's the reason why the Bengals look so much better this year. It's because their offense line got better. Yes. Right? And he wasn't having he wasn't having to survive under duress the entire time. Pressure is a big deal for quarterbacks. We, we got to talk about this. How is this game not on a neutral field? No. It's ridiculous. This is so unfair to the Bengals. Kansas City, a huge beneficiary of all this stuff. Because they lost to Buffalo and Cincinnati in the regular season. They're sitting at home last week. Buffalo gets taken to the wire by Miami. Bengals almost lose. Mm-hmm. And now they're playing one another while Kansas City gets to host Jacksonville. I know they sit somewhat punished. They'd have to play Buffalo and Atlanta. That's, that's it. That's right. all they had to deal with. Very lucky for Kansas City. And, and the Bengals really got screwed because they got to go at Buffalo. And then they'd have to go at Kansas City if they yeah. win. Well, and, so and it's, it's ridiculous. To your point, John, the, you look through the numbers. You actually make the argument. You can make the argument the neutral field for an AFC championship game actually isn't that big of a deal. It's getting the bye week to move on to the next round. That, that is it. And, and, you know? and you, we really saw that. I saw people complaining about how it was unfair to Dallas that they played Monday night and San Francisco played Saturday. Well, two years ago, San Francisco would have had a bye week. Mm-hmm. And two years ago, the Bills, who got taken down to the wire by Miami because they Bills screwed up a bunch of stuff and almost cost themselves the game, they would have been at home last weekend. Mm-hmm. So the two seeds, really, it's, it's changed a lot. It's made that one seed even more valuable. I don't feel sorry for Dallas that they have to play off two days less rest. I got to say, I liked it. It's good for business. I, I mean, two it's, more games It's great for, for business, yeah. but it's also oh, okay. great for yeah. the fans. I mean, when these games are all you know isolated throughout a three-day weekend and you have game Saturday, mm-hmm. Sunday, you know, full slate, and then a Monday night game, I was kind of look, looking forward to that game. I woke up Monday. It's like, oh, that's good. We have a game tonight, you know, something to watch. Oh, so I don't really mind. I mean, yes, I, I agree. Bengals got the short end here. 
we'll be rooting for the Bengals. There's no doubt about that. But yeah, uh, we we've got I a like pretty we've got a pretty good future position on Buffalo, and I I do believe that Buffalo would bring the best crowd to, to the city for if they made the Super Bowl. Because mm-hmm. I always think like that this time of year. Like, who do I want to see in the Super Bowl? Who's going to bring their big fan base to town? I think Buffalo by far would be the best AFC team for that. So obviously, sharp betters shaped the market. So those respective minds came in, bumped this up to five and a half. If you get better news with Alex Kappa and or Jonah Williams, those are the two that you're waiting for. Those are the mm-hmm. offensive linemen because Lyle Collins tore his ACL. He's not yeah, coming back. We should say, too, that we yeah. did have a respected player in Nevada take five and a respected player in Arizona take five okay. with the Bengals. So there has been some sharp money on Cincinnati. The market is rejecting it, and the line is going up because of everything Jay's talking about with the offensive line. That is why it's going up. Will this be a rare time when an offensive lineman's health actually affects the line in a positive way? If Alex Kappa plays, will we see an adjustment? Maybe a small one. Yeah, it might be. Well, it it would be something that we would move it a little faster. Okay. Right? Not necessarily a blind move where you would just get the injury news. Okay, let's go from five and a half down to five. I don't think so. But it is the number between... It's kind of a dead number. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it was four and a half down to four or four down to three and a half, definitely not. But since we are in those dead numbers, that's right. a possible move. And, you know, Buffalo had problems of their own this weekend. Uh, they only won by three. In a are game we allowed were, to say that? They were a two-touchdown favorite in. Their, I thought their play calling was terrible. Mm-hmm. Some mistakes, some bad turnovers. Very foolish game plan, in my opinion. Uh, they, they should have been able to beat that Miami team with a third-string quarterback with ease. It was kind of weird. And they made a complete mess of that game. And in the end, they were pretty lucky to win. Yeah. Because Buffalo is a lot better than they played on Sunday. And I blame most of that on the coaching staff. And usually they're a very well-coached team. Mm-hmm. But I thought they made a complete mess of that game. We should also note that there's possible weather up there. And that's why the total has dropped down from 49.5 down to 48. Sorry, Jeremiah. But uh, it's, uh, check the weather report because it looks like uh, oh. it could be uh, a factor. Should we know? Uh, don't tease totals either. Let's just throw that out there. Mm. Too late. <laughs> There's a middle finger there from one of the behind Whoa, the line. I'm just trying to give some friendly oh, advice. I think that's what I'm paid to do there, here. No, there's no reflection there. In the, yeah. oh, okay. It's but the, the Jay is mentioning the weather. 35 degrees, uh, overcast, 12 mile an hour winds, and uh, maybe in the fourth quarter, some snow. So we'll see if that is going to be the case. Thunder snow? Uh, I don't know. It just says snow. Sleet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not like the hail that we had the other day here in Las Vegas. Right. Sorry, Ohio. Cowboys at 49ers. You know what's funny? This is a great jumping off point. All I heard over the weekend on Saturday, like Saturday leading up to kickoff was this weather in San Francisco. This is terrible, right? The market was low on the total. It got down to like 42. Yes. And then you see pictures and it's like, that looks beautiful. Out we there. we yeah. have a we have a guy in our risk team that's like, I guess he's like a junior meteorologist on the side. Can I just he, note really quick? John he, rolled his eyes when I brought up the weather for this game. So he cannot wait for this. Because uh, this guy, this individual, <laughs> he always is like moving the totals very aggressively based on the weather. And then when we get to, like, this game was on Saturday, yeah. and I look at the field, and I'm like, this is the game? This is the game? Yeah. Where you the told, it looks beautiful out there. It looks like there's birds singing out there. And what was the final score of that game? Like 50 to 30? Oh, it went over. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is the same guy that we, you know, used okay. to get on us about overreacting about oh, those reports. Over, overreaction but, yeah, is but the name of the game. Yeah, but now that we don't react, he's kind of a contrary. I, 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 I'll overreact a little bit. I, one thing I did notice over the weekend, as far as totals goes, is... For some reason, they don't call offensive holding anymore, and they <laughs> and they were letting the offensive tackles get like a second head start on every play. Uh, that like that play where Joey Bosa got the penalty, mm-hmm. he was right. The offensive lineman false started, and yeah. then he held him, 
And Joey Bosa was totally right to be that upset. If they're going to let the offensive lineman false start and hold, you're going to see more high-scoring games regardless of the hail and the sleet and the thunder snow, John. And definitely a lack of holding calls that first yeah. weekend. Got to let them play. I mean, That's what I hear. Did they, wait, did they all go over? Is that no, right? No, the Dallas game went under because the uh, kicker missed four extra points. points. Right. I would call that a fluke. Yes. Statistically. I mean, it's, when you move, miss four like that, that was you know, incredible. It's like theater. when you're warming up at the range and you just start oh doing God. that. You're like, oh, what four, is going bro? on? Yeah. Then he missed a field goal, right? I wish I would have been Did watching he? the Manning I uh, telecast attention. because he was, they were making fun. They were, well, Manning, they were falling I saw out of their chairs. I mean, Manning, Peyton Manning, uh, wanted him cut like after the second one. He was like, all right, well, let's stop taking these extra points. Let's just start going for two. Well, you can go for two. Um, I'm just saying. Well, by the way, uh, well, and that, to that point here, this 49ers game, in a three and a half point spread, field goal might, uh, field goal might matter here. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah absolutely it could. And uh, this, this could very well be a very tight game. Uh, this game will be, uh, it's all going to come down to Brock Purdy. You know, San Francisco is so much better than Dallas, but Brock Purdy is a, a third string quarterback that was drafted in the last pick of the seventh round. Mm-hmm. You know, can he handle this? Can He's he handled handle- everything so far. He right? has, but he hasn't faced a defense like Dallas yet. So that that's really what this comes down to. They have so many weapons, though. Oh, I, know. I mean, they can run the ball. They can play the short passing game. They, I mean, Debo looked great. They're the I mean, much better. Holy moly. I'm just another weapon. So this much line hasn't moved. We opened three and a half. It's total 46, still three and a half, 46. But despite what the Cowboys showed everybody last week, everybody's on the Niners right now. Everybody. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I, I think a lot of people are dismissing Dallas's win because it was against, uh, let's face it, Tampa Bay was a lousy team this year. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason were. why they went eight and nine. The only reason they made the playoffs is because they were in the NFC South. Tampa was old. Tampa they was just not looked good. old, and I'm not talking about just Brady. I mean, they had no speed on that team. Tampa was very poorly coached as well. So this will be an interesting game. You know, well, most likely we're going to need Dallas here, but uh, uh, see. we'll see what happens. I expect it to go. We saw some fours around, though, didn't we? I think there is four out there. Oh, there's plenty of fours out there on the market. Okay. Right there. And that's what I'm interested in is where this ends up closing. Have you seen – there's no, no respect in money anything, huh? Like coming in Nothing. either side? Hmm. I would be interested to see where this ends up and where the public, or excuse me, where the respected money would come in. Because three and a half, you know, we talked about all these numbers. It's a key-ish number, right? Yeah. If you want to take three and a half. So, well, there's fours out there. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like the educated money is kind of split. There's some laying three and a half. There's some taking four. What? That's yeah. You can have separate opinions if you're considered a sharp mind. No. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, you can't. Well, and I, if I see a guy with a fistful of drink tickets, I dismiss him as, <laughs> as a non-sharp. You okay. can at the like bar. How many drink tickets does that guy have? Oh, that guy's a, he's not a sharp guy. That guy's firing away. Yeah, that guy must be square. <laughs> it's time for The Big Ticket. Hey, Jay, any tickets raise your eyebrows this week at the Superbook? Some big bets on the Bengals. That's it. But one of those was at five and a half. Five and a half and five. Those were our two biggest bets so far. Even though that line's kind of gone up. Like John said, there has been some respected money on the Bengals. But uh, as we mentioned earlier, some other respected money on the Bills as they were betting against those injuries. Uh, really quick, because that did spark something in my mind. So you said the client took five, but it's five and a half. But you're not really kicking yourself, right? Five is a dead number. So if you took five and it's like five and a half, are you really kicking yourself because it moved to half point? I need every half point I can get, John. Yeah, okay. Unless the game's 25-20 final. Yeah. Right. 
That would be that was I saw Trevor That's when I'm kicking myself. I don't know if you guys saw this. Trevor Lawrence, after their win over the Los Angeles Chargers, said you couldn't have written a better script and uh, that this is all fixed anyway because he admitted it on the air. Why did Brandon Staley kick a field goal when it was 30 to 27? I don't want to have to come on goal. and defend my guy Staley. The field goal. I, that guy deserves an extension. Oh, yeah. He's, he's great. I mean, I've seen improved records every year and birth in the playoffs. I don't think much of him. It's the the biggest mistake you can make in the making the NFL is take your foot off the gas, especially when you've got a great quarterback. And the Chargers have a great quarterback. If you get a big lead, make it a bigger lead. Just keep scoring. If I were to ask you this question, who's got a for their career a higher average depth of target downfield on their passes, Alex Smith or Justin Herbert? Who would you say it is? I don't think Justin Herbert is getting good coaching in in uh, whatever yeah. city they play in. But that's I why I think I, the point I was going to bring up is they fired their offense coordinator. I think that is a right step. Okay, you know, that's fair. And we'll see what happens. So the, these quarterbacks, look at Trevor Lawrence. The guy was a disaster last year. Now he looks really good. Yep. I mean, so much of this is the, is the system they're in, who they're playing with, and who is calling the plays. I don't think that Herbert is getting adequate coaching. So Alex Smith actually threw it downfield? Well, 7.4 yards. Yeah. Okay. I mean, think about that, though. I, Justin I Herbert remember. has a lower average depth of target in his career so far than Alex Smith. That, they Herbert's got to, one of the best arms in the league. Oh, my God. They need to let that right. guy fling the ball around, yep. man. He's, throws, a, he's yeah. an incredible talent. He is, he, but he throws it down the field all the time. I mean, Alex Smith threw it. I mean, he dumped it off. But the numbers the would tell you that's not the case. We have numbers to back this up, Jay. Math. Science. I don't even. know if I believe. Well, I, I don't, I I don't the, believe I the, the science short, at all. I short, short. Uh, I've been, I've, you can't fool me twice on that science stuff. Uh, but Three times the, we can. The, the numbers down the field. I want to see that chart, John. Okay. I'll bring it up for you right now. Uh, all right. Before we get out of here, anything. Uh, you guys have alluded to this a couple of times, but uh, liability in terms of Super mm. Bowl futures would be uh, what? Well, we got rid of uh, got rid of the, the two ones. worst teams, you know, Tampa guys, Bay and San, uh, Chargers. Yep. And the Seahawks were part of that. And now they're all gone. So we're actually looking pretty good. Good for you, you know, guys. We, we got KC at three to one, Buffalo seven to two. Getting some money now yeah. on San Francisco. You guys have mentioned um, uh, issues with Philly teams in the past. How's that looking? We do awesome on. <laughs> we always do well if oh, they yeah. win. It's I mean, just if yeah. they lose that we don't do well. <laughs> yeah. So we'll we'll do great if Philadelphia wins. We did well on the Philadelphia Union winning it all, right? Uh, I don't recall. Oh, okay. What sport is that? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm joking. Of course, I'm joking. I'm a big soccer fan. I actually did not know, so thank you. For That's MLS. Let's see. But I think the, I think they lost the final to uh, Jeff Sherman's team, the uh, the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, oh, by right. the way, so here you go. So I was incorrect because they are LFC. tied. So here you go. Here's your average depth of target for Justin Herbert, 7.5 yards downfield. We go to Alex Smith, 7.5 yards downfield. They are identical. Wow. So Justin that, Herbert, that I think Justin that, Herbert that is change. Alex Smith. That's, uh, that's I think that's coaching. I, yeah. I really do. I, I don't think that I don't think they're getting enough out of that team. That team's way. Way too good, way too good of a quarterback. Well, Herbert didn't have two of his receivers for most of the season, right? He didn't have Allen. He didn't have Williams. He was throwing to guys like Palmer or whoever, right? Well, he, he lost Williams for the playoff game because his coach played him deep into the fourth yeah. quarter of a meaningless or Yeah, that's another. In, just hearing excuses yeah, yeah, for him. another one. No, Herbert, Herbert's good. They, they just got to find the right play call. He's really good. I like him with, a lot. And he'll be really good. And uh, you know what else is really good? Hanging out at the Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. That's where we're at. Or... Lodge Casino in Blackhawk, Colorado. Going to be there all weekend, every day, for all these sporting events. Divisional round, though. One of the best rounds of the NFL postseason, so make sure you check out one of those Superbook locations. And also, follow us on social at Superbook Sports or at Superbook.com to stay on top of all the latest odds, boosts, and promos that are available. Until then, we'll talk to you next week. It is The Oddsmakers, presented by Superbook Sports. See ya. 
locked into the Odds Makers Podcast. The Odds Makers Podcast, presented by Superbook Sports, featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Jonathan Bontor. Hit our subscribe button, rate, review, and never miss out on weekly behind the counter access to the biggest events in sports. The Odds Makers Podcast is a production of Green Roll Media. Green Roll Media, the world's premier sports betting podcast network.